0: Like a spicy dill pickle, like a, a hot Cheeto. I don't want that. Don't anyway, want... and then I got chocolate covered. <laughs>
1: chocolate
0: covered. <goodness.
1: laughs> well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I'm walking out of the grave. Today we're talking about <laughs> Jesus. I know you're shocked, but Dave is here, and all his dulce. Tell us about game changing <laughs> moments. <laughs> but before yes. we walk in daylight, now that they're finished snorting like a horse, let's welcome in our favorite grave walkers, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. How you guys
2: doing? Good. I told Marin if that snorting like a horse thing doesn't show up in this, it's I
1: got to. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I mean, I wasn't expecting the doxa. Well yeah. done. Yes. Well
1: done. <laughs> <Dave's Aaron is> <laughs> doxa. <laughs> doxa. <laughs> welcome, Dave. Love it. Two yep. weeks in a row, man. Yep. Just like old times. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. How are you guys doing? Good weekends. Maren, yeah. you were gone last week.
0: Uh yeah, I went home for a little bit. Yeah. Um to see my mom and see my auntie. So it was just mm-hmm. a lot of back and forth for me. Feels a little frazzled. And then when I came home, um, my in-laws came the the very next day. I actually drove straight from Chicago to here yep. to have rehearsal Thursday night. I brought with me a fresh new pink eye that I must have picked up at some point. Wait, you have pink eye right now? In one of three hospitals that I visited in two days. No, thankfully, like, it went away by Saturday, but just a rough week. Do you have to, like, get
1: medicine for that, or you just let it play itself out? No,
0: no, I I had some left over from the last time kid had it or something like that, but... Crazy, I've never had pink guy. I haven't had it since like, name. like
2: elementary school or something. Yeah. So
0: they took down two trees in my front yard. Why? It was just Ooh. the busiest weekend that it could have possibly been. Why'd that been. happen? Um, well, one was. Mostly dead when we bought the house, and my father-in-law from the first time he came and mm. saw our property said, mm, "Ooh, that's gotta come nope, down. that tree, that's you know, we got." He just loves power tools, and that's <laughs> he wanted a day. You're of sure using that the tree the was dead, tools. and he wasn't I just know. like because, <laughs> like, I still see a couple little buds on there, but he's like, "No, it's a goner." Trust it's gone. me, it's
1: done for. gonna <laughs> get out the chainsaw. Sorry, it's no other <laughs> option. It's got to happen. My uncle got into uh, like he used to be a farmer. He's retired from that, and now he's into like landscaping. And he told me that if a tree is bigger than what you can put your arms around, you got to cut it down. What? What's
3: that about? That, Which is like every
1: tree in my yard. Really? Yeah.
0: I don't know. So uh, I've seen some mighty big not... trees in my day. <laughs> that's
2: like yeah. uh, that. That's because then it might fall in your house. Is that what he's saying? I. It's not maybe, good I for the trees.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's basically every tree in my yeah. yard. Well, which had, in the fall and the autumn, he can come. He can come and tell me that and cut down all my trees. That's fine. But right now, it's nice. Cause, or maybe
0: my father in law because he loves yeah. his
1: power tools. Yeah, yeah. Marin, um, you are switching power no sources, <laughs> no, right?
0: Oh No, we are not swi- Okay. I oh heard my that uh,
1: you are considering going to solar powered <laughs> energy to your house, right?
0: Okay, so we've talked. <laughs> at length about my husband the Enneagram 7 right so he just loves new things and while I was gone (laughs) visiting my mom something like clickbait came along (laughs) that was like the government's giving rebates or something for Uh solar energy so he's like we've got a consultation with this guy he's coming to the house on Monday so I texted Tyler yesterday like You know, I have a hard time when I'm real tired and not feeling good. I got super sick after service this weekend, so I was already sick. Mm. And then here comes this person giving the sales pitch, and I have about mm-hmm. zero patients. So Jed no,
1: invited him to the house. He's
0: selling me. Come he's, on in, he's, <laughs> Mr. Energy Dude. He's selling me math. And there might be nothing I hate more than no, math. No. It oh, was oh, like man. how many, what did he call him? thermal energy Something. hours? No, I don't,
3: what I am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well anyway, like literally fifteen minutes before we just started recording, my husband called me and he's like, So I think we're gonna go with this energy and I'm like, I can't I cannot talk right now <laughs> yeah. about energy. So I don't know, maybe so what's the plan? Friends of the Pod, if you have experience with solar energy, yay or nay. Are you it's doing it worth so it? You're concerned. Man, I
2: don't know. I don't good know news and Bad about news. It. Good news and bad news. The good news is it is a great thing for the environment. It's great it's good clean news. clean energy and it could recoup its cost over the lifetime of the whatever. So I'm we were told sh- I'm emphatically. Sure the guy was told he- yeah. So that's the good news. That's the good news. The bad news is we live in Indiana, which uh-huh. is like the second from the worst state as far yeah. as like rebates. They did say and-
0: that they're new here, that they're like, they're number one <laughs> hey, in like every surrounding state. They're number yeah. one, but here in Indiana, they're new. But good news, Barry, Yeah. because we took down that shade producing tree,
3: Ah, you've got Ooh. More, we're, we're more going to get more sun. more sun. Destiny. Yeah.
0: Good news, everybody.
3: <laughs>
1: was uh, that, that
0: was your prompt
1: for me solar energy uh,
0: it does make me feel very loved these prompts that you come up with every week make me feel like man tyler really knows what's paying going attention. on attention well the,
1: in thing our I, lives. the thing i do want to take a minute because it's been a while can you give us a an update on how your mom is doing yeah oh, people sure. do ask all the time when friends of the pod ask all the time yeah, so i want to give a quick update
0: friends of the pod my mom loves you She does. She knows that she's being prayed for by people she's never met. And so Mm. I can't thank you enough, Um, genuinely and sincerely. I thank you. Um, The cancer right at Christmas time, had spread to her brain. And um, the doctor said there were too many tumors to count. So she went through a full round of radiation. Now it's uh, spreading through her lungs. And there are, again, too many Mm. lesions to count. Mm. So she's on a really high dosage, I guess, super targeted kind of chemo that's wiping her out. Mm. It takes every ounce of energy for her to just walk from one end of her bedroom to the other. I mean, just no energy. So when I went and saw her this last week, she had uh, her third chemo infusion of this type of chemo and she asked the doctor for a lower dose just for quality of life's sake. Mm. Just, she wants to be able to function while yeah. she's still here. Yeah. So they did give her a lower dose. She said it's still making her tired. She's still wiped out, yeah. but she's able to eat a little better. Um. I don't think she has headaches quite as bad as she did the, mm. the first time around, but she is in incredible spirits. Well, that's good. She just wants to go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. She she is ready, she knows where she's going and honestly she was ready when this diagnosis first came down, you know, and yeah. it was for the sake of my dad and for the sake of um me and my sisters um that she decided that she would fight it this way. Mm-hmm. Um and so praise God that we have had this time like every every moment that happens her being able to live stream this weekend mm-hmm. praise god praise yeah. god that like, yeah. i i was able to have my mom with me in that moment yeah you know um every birthday every holiday we're coming up on easter i hope to go home and see her for that holiday it's just all a gift you know
1: how are you doing
0: um <laughs> I've, i want we never start the pod with like downer talks so well. i kind of feel bad i feel bad um People want to know. People want to know. Um, Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll talk about it more when we talk about the sermon, but this sermon in particular, just given its nature and what it was about for me, gave me like more questions than Mm. ever and good questions, questions that I feel like are important for me to ask myself. Um, Questions like, do I believe that to die is gain? Mm. You know, if I'm walking in the light and if I believe that to die is gain, that will shape how I grieve. That will shape how I mourn. And I talked to my dad about that last night and coincidentally or not coincidentally, he's been asking himself the same questions,
3: Mm. you know.
0: And so we're processing this out loud together, which is super helpful. Um, And both of us in our own way are processing it through music. So, you know, going straight from a really hard situation visiting my mom visiting my aunt who is still paralyzed as of uh, the week of Christmas is when she had her uh, hemorrhage her brain hemorrhage yeah i saw them both over the course of 2 days and uh driving home <laughs> i had a bag of hot cheetos um because that's something else i love you pod listeners know how i feel about my chips right like,
1: hot Cheetos, that's your thing. But hot I didn't know Cheetos that.
0: hot Cheetos with lime, not regular Whoa. hot Cheetos. And you can't really that find sounds them disgusting. here. You can't find that them here. That sounds gross oh. to me. You have <laughs> No, to, that sounds good to me. They're a Lime and hot? They're a hood snack. Like a spicy dill pickle, like a, a hot Cheeto with that. lime. I don't anyway, want that. Anyway, and then I got chocolate covered goodies. <laughs> Chocolate to, is, that, is that from this weekend? <laughs> yeah. I knew that that would come out. I'm so happy. Dave, when you did that, I was like, podcast gold. Mm-hmm. Podcast gold. We yeah, there will are use so that many for options.
1: everything. That you grunted would be a bunch. There's so many <laughs> options. So that
2: made your drive home
0: what? So it was a cycle of hot Cheeto, mm. chocolate-covered gummy bear from Albany's. Mm. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Bitter tears.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Hot Cheeto. Right, chocolate covered gummy. Things are looking up. Bitter tears, yeah. you know, and all the way Sounds to like just life. get here and rehearse. <laughs> yeah. But the songs that we sang this weekend about hope and about mm. conquering death in the grave, mm-hmm. and with everything that I was processing, yeah, that's a mercy of God. I, I told someone recently, as hard as it's been to to wrestle with, man, I moved here the, today they announced my two year anniversary as a staff person. I've only been here for two years. What a tumultuous two years it's been in terms yeah, of my family crazy. and health. But I've, I've, I've wondered, man, I wonder if God brought me here because he knew that this is how I would get through it. Mm. Like having to praise my, my way through it. Yeah. Um, And to have people like, like you guys and, so many others around me and my mom and supporting us uh, through what we're going through. Hmm. So, Anyway, and then my dad's writing a bunch. And believe me when I tell you, he's writing Songs. some of the best stuff I've ever heard. wow! So good. Wow. That's cool. So good. So that we just were processing it together kind of through music.
1: Yeah. The song this past weekend was a big hit. Yeah. We did it at all three campuses. We posted a replay of it online and people... Loved it. That's awesome. I got to play at North Indy and it was a bunch of fun. Did you drop tune? No. (laughs) What's drop tune? I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to know what I'm doing. Come on. It's, it's, it's basically, it's basically you, you change the strings Uh, to sound. And it goes
0: like this. Yeah. Just
1: like that. Those are the notes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't do that, but it was was fun nonetheless. (laughs) I just did that with my mouth.
0: Be got
1: to get the dion. Barry, what's new with you? I'm just
2: trying to figure out how to be a grown-up. Uh, yeah? Like, Olivia and I are in this process. We've been l- starting this kind of long process of looking for where we're going to live. We're going to try to get a house, uh, try to save up for a down payment. And so now it's all just property stuff and mortgages and grown up things that you guys have all experienced already, but I've been living in apartments and rented houses for my entire adult life. So this is all new to me. And of course it's scary and of course it's stressful, but, um, Anyway, that's just what I've been thinking a what's lot about.
1: The, uh, what's the search like between you and Olivia? Are you guys kinda on the same page in terms of what you're looking for? Or is it like a Marin and Jed situation where <laughs> you just show up one day and a house can we purchase for you? Yeah, no.
2: We are I think we're we're very much on the same page. I think I think we were actually sending each other some pictures today. I think we have similar design aesthetics in mind as far as the inside. I've got all the sort of the vision for what I want the outside to look like. And I think she's on board with it. We both yeah. just dream about it. And, uh, I mean, we both want to have some space where we could have some chickens and a goat or two, maybe a cow someday. And yeah. I want it to be more natural. And I'm, I was telling you about this, Tyler, I mean, I'm like way deep into this style of, uh, growing things called permaculture, which I will seven, not, a seven I'm alert. a seven and seven. I totally <laughs> understand.
0: Solar energy. I will
2: definitely someday have solar energy. <laughs> panels on my home <laughs> and yeah, all that. So I've got all these like great, these ideas that I'm really excited about. Um, but then it's like, and also I've got to save for a down payment. And also we have yeah. to find the right house yeah. right at the right time, right when our apartment lease is about to be up. So we're not mm. double paying <clears throat> for months. Oh, so what, what is permaculture? Oh, you really want to know?
1: Tyler, well, why would you oh, do oh, that? Give me no. the, <laughs> give me, give me the Back beats. What, up. what are all two right. beats that all I need right. to know about permaculture?
2: Permaculture. It's like, uh, working with nature's natural rhythms to create uh, stuff, trees, plants, forests that are both functional, self-sustaining, and they give you the things that you need. So essentially, an example of this would be to create a forest garden where the, the trees are not just there for being trees, they're also fruit trees and nut trees and Mm -hmm. then the the shrubs under them are raspberries and and Mm. blueberries and then the the ground cover are things that help create better composting layers and all that stuff and so it becomes a system where you, you end up spending a few hours a month to maintain it but then you have this huge, massive produce that comes through. So
0: you need enough land to build a forest. Well, no, <laughs> and have a cow.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, uh, the cow's going to eat all that stuff. Oh, exactly, you know.
2: I'm sure. And we'll have deer and all that. But the yeah, it's it's not. It doesn't matter how much land you have. The idea is that you work with what you have to create what is the best use of that land. And instead of trying to like. You know how like your your lawn is always trying to become a forest. So that's why all, all the, <laughs> weeds, the weeds the mm-hmm. weeds are trying to grow and the shrubs and so we have to spray them with chemicals and try it's essentially saying, All right, let's let the land do what it wants to do, but let's just guide it. So you're basically not mowing your grass?
1: Is I this won't. an excuse to not get a lawnmower? <laughs> it is well
0: it it is that's what the cow is for. Ultimately
2: yeah. I would love for my only grass to be like a little meadow of Timothy hay that I can use to feed my animals and also mulch the like I wanna wow. I'm totally excited about this stuff, so that's enough. Speaking I will of doxa. I think that's really cool. I think it's... I, here's what, what it will that happen. That is cool. Some day, Like 10 years from now, if all of this works out the way I'm imagining, which it won't, but if it does, <laughs> if it does, 10 Crush years your from own now, people, you will be able to come over to our house and experience what I would consider a little bit of a slice of Eden, where it's animals mm. and, and we just walk out and just pick things off the trees and you don't have to even wash them because we're not using any fertilizer or any... Except for the airplanes the sides. that well, fly yeah. overhead. You might want to wash them from all, definitely all my neighbors. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, but the idea is you're just living a lot more in tune with, with nature. And you guys will be getting a lot more baskets of you know, fruit and veggies no and stuff. No one going to love that to
0: more than Jaden Gaffron.
2: I can't wait. Yeah. You can come over and... He can come over. His summer job could be working on the farm with me. Uh,
0: dibs, Tyler already. Uh...
1: I don't want to do that. No, you oh. asked for James, <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> manual
1: labor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'll
0: let I'll let him name
2: a chicken if he.
1: Oh it, how about that? yes. <laughs> See if Tyler can beat that. <laughs> yeah, Dave. What's going on with you?
3: Mostly scrubbing my deck. Ooh, Ooh. are you power washing and the no, whole deal? No, hands and knees, toothbrush. Whoa, whoa. Why? <laughs> because I wanted to do it different this year. Yeah. Are you pleased? You said, you said uh, that it was more effective. Ow. Are you <laughs> <A> sore? <laughs> my whole body is yeah. not a posture that you want to mm-hmm. be in for long periods of time. What? Yeah. Why do you, you want to do it this way? Just
2: It's more effective, maybe? Is it penance for some grievous sin that you're trying to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um.
3: I don't know why I did it, but it's yeah. done, okay? That's oh, you what did, I did it. You yes. finished. I preached and I scrubbed oh, my, my goodness. Neck. That's what I did this past week. There's Man. nothing I
2: like doing more. After
3: preaching or working the whole weekend,
2: than like so hard, I, hard manual labor. I walked around
3: like for an hour with claw hand.
0: Oh,
1: you know, because I, yes. know, I used, I used oh a actual goodness.
3: brush. So.
0: What do you do? Like, do you eat a banana for that? Like, my father in laws a roofer <laughs> and his hands, hand? hands freeze up and <laughs> yeah. he swears by oh,
3: potassium.
0: What? Potassium I, uh,
3: unlocks claw hand. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> do it what, what do a you do, eat a banana for that
0: <laughs> <laughs> or I think he does uh, he does Tums as well for calcium
3: banana and Tums banana and Tums yep. do it I'm okay I'm okay Tyler
1: alright so it's done you feel good about it Yeah. does it look good
3: uh, it looks fabulous All right. it good. actually looks very fabulous very fabulous good but speaking of deer I also had the biggest deer I've ever seen in my yard last night you did oh, Wow. oh my word and we had a conversation a, bu- a buck? No, it was a it was a girl.
0: Okay. And we
3: stood there and had a conversation, and I was like, "Do you want to drink out of the fountain?" She was like, "Yeah, nodded." Her I face. love squirrel noises. Yeah, and she. Well, this was deer noises. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Any anyway, rate, Barry, wish you could have seen them. They oh man, absolutely That's stunningly beautiful. Yeah.
2: Mm. By the way, fun fact. You know how much I love fun facts. Uh, <laughs> male rabbits,
1: bucks. Female rabbits, does. No it's kidding. true. That's what they're called. Hmm. Did we just run out of words when we found yeah, rabbits? Yeah, they're like, I don't know.
2: What do we call them? What do we call deer? I don't yeah. know. They look kind of like.
1: <laughs> Tyler, goes. what about you? What's new in your life? Uh, let me think. Well, this morning I woke up and found this in my pocket.
3: Wait, he's wait for reaching it. into reaching. his pocket. And, and it is a car. There's a, car. a little. There's a, a, a police micro machine
1: or this Hot Wheels car in my pocket. So that's where we are <laughs> you just, in my family. <laughs> Milo's just hiding. Things. Milo's hiding his toys in my clothes. <laughs> look. Uh, what is new? You know, we went to the zoo. Have you guys been to the Indy Zoo recently? Yeah. Not recently. Yeah, Never. it's cool. Never. You need to go. Oh. Well, I don't know.
0: Do you need to go? Jaden has always wanted to go since we moved here. It's just super expensive.
3: It, it, it is. Oh my goodness. So We bought a grandparent pass, so. Oh, there is such a thing, huh? There is. We need to do that because mm-hmm. the reason
1: we went, we have a we have a uh, membership. Mm-hmm. We got a membership for Milo's birthday last year, but- uh, when we were out of town about a month ago in Florida, my parents watched him a couple nights. And so we're like, let's take them to the zoo to so they can hang out with him for the day and just kind of chill. So we offered to pay for them. Yeah, it's like $30 a person mm-hmm. to go to the zoo. Yeah. a lot. Well, at uh, least the
3: snacks inside are cheap. No.
0: Nope. <laughs> no, not at all. Nope. Are you allowed to bring a cooler in?
1: Uh, I think you can like... Hide it in your stroller. And okay. yeah, you can bring stuff I can put in. I put Jade in a stroller. We
3: were walking around with water bottles and stuff. But the best place in the whole zoo, the butterfly place. We didn't even make it there. Oh, I could spend the day in there. Really? I love butterflies. We gotta They're get in absolutely there. stunningly beautiful. Producer
2: yeah. Jake has given a
3: big thumbs
1: up. Have Producer Jake? Yeah. Jake, have you seen it? It's big time? I love <laughs> Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's... I don't know. How do we feel about zoos? We Are we good? Are we good with zoos? Because recently elephants died at the zoo. Yeah. And so I felt yeah. terrible just like gawking at these elephants who are probably in mourning. I, yeah. But then I was like, well, I don't know. Do they? I have, what they I have very
2: mixed emotions about yeah. it. You know how much I care about animals. Yeah. Zoos are at one place. They are imprisoning animals for the entertainment of humans. Yeah. One way you could look at it. But at the same time, that would make them bad. <laughs> yeah, bad. But yeah, that would be the bad side. The good side is though, zoos are often at the front edge of a lot of conservation yes. movements. Yes. Yeah. Indigenous species around the world are being protected by mm-hmm. zoos. So it's a bit of a... And the, Give and take. How do they get that money? Charging you $30 <laughs> yeah, to go totally. so, in and see the animals. When so. the
3: When the elephants died, did you, you read about that? Yeah. And how, what really touched me was how the zoo staff were... Totally broken up. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean love, you can tell they love them. Their love for those animals yeah. was was unreal. yeah And it, it it touched me.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It, we had we had fun and Milo all he's like, as I've said many times, like super into animals. He loves tigers, loves giraffes, that kind of thing. So it's always a blast. And we but, get to go now because we got the membership and but he's also all about beebus. Oh, he's also about Beebus. Uh, who is who is Jesus? Jesus. Ah. It's Beebus. But yeah, he's he loves Beebus. <laughs> <laughs> and meat. His his uncle he calls meat. <laughs> his name's Luke. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Bebus so, so, yeah. and Meat. That yeah, sounds Bebus like a new kid's meat. show. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, Dave, you preached a sermon this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Kicked off a new sermon series called mm. Jesus Is, mm-hmm. and we basically spent the time
3: talking about Jesus. Yeah, I, and love, that's wh- I love when I walked in, <laughs> <laughs> Marin, I walk in Saturday afternoon to rehearsal, and I, they were all, they just finished rehearsal, and I said, Look, don't anyone panic, but I'm not preaching on what I said I was
1: going <laughs> to preach. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Yeah. I, uh,
3: because I was supposed to be, Jesus is healer. I know. And I walk and I walk in, I go,
1: nah, we're not going to do that.
3: No, we're not going to do that.
1: Yeah. We had a whole like end song planned and yep. everything. And you we should... show up in North India. They're like, yeah, Dave didn't really preach about any of that. So we're
3: just going <laughs> to nix the song. <laughs> uh, oh, Aww. All right. Yeah. And you should have seen Marin five, literally five minutes that... before we started the Four service. 25. Oh, we pulled the song five minutes before the service. Oh, you don't service. even know this no, part. No, I didn't know that part.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you did, you'd practice it. In run through and the whole thing. Right, So
0: we do two run throughs before we have the 430 service and both of the run throughs, we practiced it as if you have the, if you have the app, you might be looking and saying we didn't do that song. We didn't do that song. song. Right. So we practiced that in both run throughs and then, uh, five minutes before (laughs) kind of called an
3: audible and decided to go a different direction. Well, Emily came up to me and she said, I really feel strongly. We shouldn't do that last song. Yeah. I Hmm. said, Okay. Let's talk. Yep.
1: Okay, so if it wasn't Jesus' healer, what would you say the it big was? big idea. Well, yeah, what's your big idea that you wanted people to walk away from? Who it was a it more general big it?
3: idea. It uh, more leans towards the entire series, essentially, about raising our esteem of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's that you said doxa, and the it's the, the whole, our esteem of Jesus going to a higher level, having a game-changing moment where... Mm. Um, where our faith goes to a completely different level. We see him through a different set of lenses. That kind of, that's if the biggest. if
2: you guys missed the message, doxa is the Greek word for glory. Yeah. And so that's why that has been said multiple times.
3: It's yeah, glory. yeah. Sorry.
2: Our, uh,
1: resident context giver. Barry. That's my job. <laughs> yeah. Um, You said there's a lot of reasons to fixate on Jesus. Bottom line is that Jesus is everything. There's no one more important to the world than Jesus. And there's no one more important to your life than Jesus. You started making these statements. And I was thinking to myself, before you questioned questioned it, I was like, I don't know if I act like that's true. Mm -hmm. And then you asked, or then you like basically accused everybody of it
3: not (laughs) not being true. Um, Why did you take that route? So... Um, because the text gave it to me. Mm. It's like, that's the thing to change. When I start reading the interaction that Jesus had from, with his followers and with Mary and Martha, the people who were, the whole thing. I mean, the very first thing he says, what John records him saying, when Mary, when the, the message gets to him that Lazarus is dying, the first thing out of his mouth is this thing's going to end up in me getting the son of God, getting more glory. Yeah. That's the very first thing out of it. Well, not the very first, but that's literally what he says. This is going to end up in God's glory and my glory, Mm -hmm. the esteem that people have for me and for my, the father are going to go through the roof Mm -hmm. because of this. And I thought, well, that's the whole story. Yeah. And then, I mean, how many times is the word believe Mm -hmm. I didn't count seven, eight times. The word believe shows up in that, in the whole story. Which is John chapter 11, right? It's John chapter it's, yeah. 11. And I, I, you know, so when, when we, Barry and I and Tim and Amy and other preachers here, when we approach, we, we, we don't, we, uh, put you preach with what the text brung you. Right. Yeah. You know, if the text, so. And when, we do our best way ahead of time to
2: map out where we believe we're going to go with a, me- with a message or a series, but every now and then you get hit upside the head with the, with the text yeah. and you're could, like, it was overwhelming. Like, Oh, I guess we're going here.
1: <clears throat> so was it almost, was it a personal conviction for you? Um, or was it something different? Well, it,
3: st- it started with the text. And so I had to wrestle with, okay, what is the big idea of the text? And that the big idea of the text had to do with, which we call the hermeneutical idea what the text is telling us. And, it was about the glor- the glorification of Jesus and changing the belief system of the people around him. That was it. And then I had to sit back and I had a moment. I think I said this in the sermon. You know, there's that very strange thing where they say, well, we can, We don't want to go back to Judea because that's where danger is. Yeah. And he said, but it's daylight. Hmm. You know, and I, I thought, what? What does he mean by that? And he used that Hebrew metaphor about walking in the daylight. We're not walking at night. And the more I realized that what he was saying is, but you have me and it's day now. Mm -hmm. It is safe to walk in the day. Boy, I got, personally, I got nailed because there've been a lot of reasons. I mean, we all have reasons to worry, to have anxiety or depression or whatever it is. And I've had my share of it too. And, but... When I read that, I thought, oh my gosh, when I walk out of the door in the morning, do I feel like I'm walking into the night or walking into the day? Yeah. And that was a, it personally hit me. So I, I had a, I had some epiphanies in the, the text gave me some personal epiphanies.
0: Can you expound on that? Cause that was one of my questions that came up in this sermon. Um, because Other scriptures tell us, you know, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart or yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. You know, we will have tragic and, and painful and unfortunate things. We will have trouble. It will happen in our lives, but yet we still are walking in the light. Right.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Well, that there's, you just named the tension. Sure did. That's, (laughs) that's the tension is that, um, and I've heard theology lean, you can lean either way with that tension. Yes. And what you can do is ignore one and emphasize the other, ignore the other and emphasize the one. We don't have that luxury. Jesus didn't give that luxury to us because he's saying, you know, today has enough trouble of its own, Mm -hmm. Jesus said, but we walk in the daylight. Okay. There it is.
0: Yeah, and, weeping may endure for a night.
3: But joy comes in the morning. Yeah, but we will weep. Yeah. The, yeah. But joy comes in the morning, right? right. And, that and is the tension. That is the tension we, we have to live with. And um, I had an interesting conversation. I'm trying to decide whether I should say this. <clears throat> Let's just say I you had- You say it. We I had a conversation with a person after service and along, along these lines. She had- It was interesting. She had in the last six months experienced one of the most outrageously horrific circumstances that a person, I won't even go into detail of it, but, but I looked at her and she was, she was there, she was here and she was engaging in the conversation with me. And I looked at her and I said, I am so glad that you are here because she, what she went through was the, darkest thing that i think a person like her could go through but at the same time she was still what here's what she i think she had come to the conclusion that the she could go through it because jesus was with her yes so it's the presence of god it's we're walking in daylight yes. it's walking in daylight even though this is the horrible thing does that yes. make sense yes and i've got, i've told the story a billion times about when one of my illness was at its height one night Uh, I got up out of bed. I was so sick. I was so nauseated and like nauseous. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. And Jesus said, lay back down and I'll lay with you. And that was horror with his presence, Mm -hmm. awfulness with his presence. Um, and that's, it hit me again. That's what the text gave me.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And we, you mentioned, uh, walking through the valley of the shadow of
2: of death. But when you continue on, I will fear no evil because your rod and your staff staff, they come come from me. In other words, you're the shepherd who's walking alongside me. That doesn't change the fact that we're walking through a terrible place or a dark place or a dangerous place. But to say that... He is with me, that the light is here. Yes. And the other motif, I mean, using this light motif, the other thing that pops into my mind is in Revelation, where it, it describes the new heavens and the new earth, and it says there's no longer right. it, any night because mm-hmm. the light is just here. It's everywhere. And and so at that point, there is no more darkness to mm-hmm. be afraid of. Anyway.
3: Yeah, so it it meant
1: a great deal to me. And it meant something to me, too, because it, wa- it, wa- it was a smack in the face of like, oh, man, uh, I either... Don't I, I? basically don't think about that. I don't think about whether I'm walking in darkness or light when I leave the house. I don't think about any of that stuff. I just mm-hmm. mindless a lot yeah. of times. I don't. Even, I, it doesn't even cross my mind. But after you're talking about this, like I'm like pumped up enough to where I'm like, maybe I should get a tattoo that just says daylight <laughs> somewhere. You know? Uh, Can I
0: draw it? Yeah, just to, <laughs> Can
1: I, that is such yeah. a cool. I don't you know. draw. It, it's words. <laughs> <laughs> all you have to do is write it. You don't want my handwriting, that's for sure. <laughs> I
2: still have the same handwriting as I did in third grade.
1: Um, but you said, um, at best, we are underestimating Jesus, and at worst, we're we belittling, belittling him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was basically, you were pointing at me, basically, is how I felt. At all of
3: us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and what if we're, if we're not realizing that we're walking in daylight when we leave the house, what should this do to us? Like, what would it do? What would we do if we believed that we were yeah. walking in daylight?
3: That's what would we great, look like? That's a great question. That That's an awesome question. Yeah. Well, cause we're all asking ourselves that. And yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a level of confidence uh, that it gives us. Um, i yeah, well, I'll stop talking. What do you guys think?
0: Those are the kinds of questions that I was asking myself Saturday night when I drove home from those services. Mm-hmm. Again, um, having gone through the the week that I had gone through and having really no time to process everything I had just experienced with my dad and my mom and my auntie and my uncle and mm-hmm. two different sides of my family that are in the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm cried all the way here and then I practiced and then I went home to my family and no time to process. So leaving your sermon with all of that weighing so Mm. heavily on my mind and knowing I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and do it two more times. Um, even though I had a house full of people and a friend visiting from out of town, I sent my friend a text and said, I just need to go and have a couple minutes alone.
3: Mm.
0: And those are the kinds of questions that I was processing. Do I believe that his grace is sufficient for me. Do I believe that joy comes in the morning? Do I believe that he will turn my mourning? He sees it. He Mm. knows I'm mourning. Do I believe that he'll turn it into dancing? What do I mean when I say that his strength is made perfect in my weakness? I mean, I, I could go on and on. Every scripture I think that I've ever just you know, touted or, or professed it's sinking deeper. And it's, it's the Lord challenging me and saying again, that knee to knee that you had us go through, which I'm sure we'll get to, but do I believe that Right. you, at one point you asked in your message, um, you know, speaking like what God would say to us, who am I to you? Who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. Who am I to you? And mm-hmm. those were the questions that were just on repeat as I drove home mm-hmm. Saturday night. Mm.
1: So you're, we talk about the story of, you were talking about the story of Lazarus raising, being raised from the dead and um, Jesus basically told his disciples, did he say that he was glad that Lazarus was dead or he's glad that he's not there when it happened? What was he glad about?
3: But I think, I'm glad that he said happened. he wasn't there for your sakes. Yeah. For your sakes, I'm, for, for your sakes, I'm glad that I was not there. Okay. And then he goes into,
1: because now you're about to really believe. Yes. And that's when you started talking about game changing moments Mm -hmm. and these guys, these guys and gals were about to have right game change, which by the way, are we talking Mary Jesus, mom, Mary, or Mary Magdalene, Mary, different, neither,
2: neither, (laughs) there's another Mary, 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 Mary Martha's, Martha's sister.
1: I can't keep up. I know there's a lot of, it was a common name because Martha was like, Hey, teachers here. And I was like, why is Mary calling her son teacher? Oh yeah, no, no, it was no, no different Mary. Different, okay. Mary. different
2: Mary. Uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus are mentioned several times in the Gospels as, and if you put the paint the picture of all three of them together, all of the the references together, you get the idea that Jesus like loved these guys. These they yeah. were they were very close dear to friends, him. Yes. Dear dear friends. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those one of those things. I'm so this the tantalizing clue of like well what it was that like like how would how did he meet them he, he wasn't from their area how did they get to know each other did they yeah. spend time together yeah. like
3: and yeah and likely Lazarus had been sick for a long time and Jesus knew it in other words yeah it's quite likely that when she said your friend Lazarus is sick she meant this is it mm. I that's what we read what you can read between the lines. Yeah. It's almost like he didn't come down with some sickness twenty and then die 24 yeah. hours later. It wasn't a surprise. He's been, he's known them for a number of months or years. Yeah, and so he yeah.
1: And so he wasn't there when Lazarus died. And So he's telling Thomas and a bunch of other people that yeah, I'm glad I like was, wasn't there because you're was, about you're about to have a game, game yeah, changing this is, moment. This is
3: this is going to be a game changer for you.
1: Yeah. And Thomas uh, is most famous for. Doubting. Right. I mean, yeah. they say they, it says his nickname's Twin, which, what a terrible nickname that is. The Twin. <laughs> the Twin. Basically, like the guy that you can't tell who's who because there's a twin somewhere. And is it Thomas or is it his twin? I don't know. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Worst nickname ever.
2: Um, yeah, until, until, until he doubted the risen
3: Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah, doubter's a little bit worse.
2: Suddenly like, yes. he's like, is that, uh, is that the twin? No, no, he's them doubting Thomas yeah. now.
3: <laughs> the tw- His twins are in the... It's not me. Yeah. yeah. I believe.
1: I believe. Yeah. So Thomas is involved here, and we, as I'm looking at this, as, as I'm hearing you speak, Dave, I'm like, oh, this should have been a game-changing moment for Thomas, but it turns out it actually wasn't. Well,
3: and uh, you could make a point. That even for all of them, as much as they tried, um, when the end came, and let's face it, it was only hours later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, days, okay. It was only days later from when Lazarus, uh, when he rose, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, that he himself is killed. Yeah. So, it was all, I mean, this wasn't like two years later. It was within, yeah, within days. Yeah, that's important to remember, so I, it's, think. A, I think. we need to keep that in mind. Um, so
1: he's basically well i was thinking about this cuz you you illustrated thomas wasn't saying encourage like let's go die with jesus he was basically like i think he was cynical cynical i think he was and so that got me thinking man that says a lot about jesus that he'd let the cynic
0: hang out he let a cynic
1: him. be like that close to him yeah. that oh. close to his death not to mention judas yeah judas is there but he's letting these guys that like doubt Yes. him yes. and don't believe in him and who are his or, tolerance you know, for that. I'm just thinking of another,
2: another possible way to look at that. I don't know, but if Thomas was still by this point, after hearing Jesus talk so much about peace and love, he's, if he still thought that Jesus was going to be a military conqueror, mm-hmm. then he, he might've thought I'll go and be the one of the martyrs that dies as, it as our be. savior takes over the, but either way at the end, when Jesus died, if that was the case then he would have been so bitterly frustrated. Yeah. I gave my life for this guy and he's dead. I'm not going to yeah. believe you yeah. until I see his. Either way, it's not looking good for
3: Thomas. Yeah.
1: So Jesus shows up to Lazarus's grave and gets angry.
3: Yeah, and that of, of all the responses I got to the message, that's the one I got the most response to that most people had never under had hadn't seen it. That Jesus was as angry as he was.
1: Okay. Can you go kind of take us through that? Yeah.
3: All my life growing up hearing the story and in Bible school, we were taught one of two things. And that was Jesus. We, first of all, no one ever talked about how angry he was. We talked about he, that he wept. Look how sad he was that his, yeah. that his friend died, which never made any sense to me because he knew he was going to raise him th- from the dead. Yeah, if you th- just Why think you about sad? it. Why yeah. are you sad? Yeah. He said, just go in, raise him from the dead. You don't have to be sad. Yeah. That was the one thing. and Or that he was, in general, sad about the nature of the world and people are dying in sickness. And it makes me sad that everyone else is sad. And n- none of it ever really clicked with me. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Then when I was studying the past, and I've, for a while, I've, I've processed his anger. His anger here, but this was a chance I got to speak about it. Those words are unequivocal. Those are fury words. I mean, yeah. those the Greek words there are unequivocal. He was boiling. That one word for mm-hmm. deeply troubled agitation. His, his agitation was clear, and the and he was making. I mean, whether he made literal noises or not, everyone knew he was furious. Yeah. So, and I, and I and the thing that hit me was. Even more do I love Jesus because with a human body and surrendering his godness, Mm -hmm. he had to deal with the depth of emotions with a body that was never designed to deal with that level of frustration and anger and sadness. None of our bodies are. We're not designed to be able to capture our emotions and hold them in. The body doesn't lie. When When you feel a certain thing, your body reacts. So he wept. As much as he tried and he got furious. And I love him. I love him even more that he feels the he felt the depth of the emotions I feel. Yeah.
1: yeah I get really mad when I don't feel people understand what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. And he was
2: Yeah, and yeah. So I, I wonder too, I mean, he had been he knows this is the path to Jerusalem. Yeah. This is the last yeah. journey. And even now, as we're on our way to Jerusalem, they still get it. I would be <laughs> furious. <laughs> yeah. Or,
3: or I also, I didn't say this, but I wondered when he, when he first hears Lazarus is dead or is, and he says, I'm glad I wasn't there because this will be for my glory, my father's glory. I wonder if he had a hope that this would turn things around more than it did. And, you know, you I wonder if his yeah. anticipation level was through the roof. This is it. And then he gets there and realizes this isn't going to work. Ugh. This is this is not going to work the way I dreamed and I hoped it would work, and maybe that's why he's furious. Yeah. I'd,
2: well, regardless, John writing his gospel, one of the clear purposes that you can tell, and you mentioned this in your message, he he wrote these things so that you may believe, and the like the yeah. dichotomy between those who don't believe and those who do, and sort of the charge to the reader to make up your own mind. Do you believe this Yeah, is so clear throughout the whole gospel mm-hmm. that it, this is obviously part of that, that bigger mm-hmm. picture, not just
3: what happened to the disciples, but w- where do I fit yeah. in all of this? Which but, Yeah. And John wrote the gospel basically say, I'm telling you this story. What do you believe now? I'm going to tell you this story. What do you believe now? I'm telling you this story. What do you believe now? These things I have written, I've left out a lot of his stories, John said,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but the, I've included these in particular So that you might believe. So there you go. There are like 30 hundred stories of Jesus. Now what do you believe? Yeah. Yeah. And they, in my opinion, they sort of have a crescendo where they get more and more
2: wacky and ridiculous and crazy to the point where he's raising a man from the dead. And finally, he himself is raised Mm -hmm. from the dead. All of that gets gets. And so it's like this. The boiling
3: point gets higher and higher and it starts. Yeah. So he's mad because they didn't get him. That's my take. Yeah. Understand. I'm clear. That's my take. I want to be clear yeah. about that.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's talk about why people didn't get him. That's a great question.
3: <laughs> why didn't people get him? How many times have I have you read through the Gospels and seen the, the most outrageous things that Jesus and people still don't get it? Yeah. I want to say, what?
2: Yeah. Well, I'll actually be addressing a little bit of that this weekend because I'm talking about the triumphal entry. I'm talking a lot about Jesus as Messiah and what people were what they assumed and At believed. At least until five minutes before we got to start.
0: Expectation versus yeah. reality. Yeah.
2: And, and uh, that, that'll be a portion. So that's a portion of it. People had an idea in their mind of what the Messiah, the the promised chosen king was going to bring to Israel, that Jesus continued to just not fit into that mold. No, so that, that right. was part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he just also, he had such a different take on the law and God's intentions in the world. Mm-hmm. That it was just new for people. I don't think people had thought of it and, that
3: way and one of the stories we have we haven't talked about in a while you know after he feeds the five five thousand right after he feeds the five thousand he gets in a boat and they go to the other side of the lake well everyone is so crazed about him because he fed the five thousand they go around the top of the lake and they meet him on the other side why because they want more food <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. that was good jesus and, 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 the,
3: and the point is that's the way we are right it's like Ooh, that happened to me. That was good. I want more of what happened to yeah. me that was good. And so feed me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I mean, the sheep. Self,
0: it makes it that? sound like feed me. <laughs>
3: feed me. Sheep.
0: Yeah. All we like sheep have, have gone, gone astray. astray. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And turned to his own way. But yep. the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Yeah. That's probably why he was frustrated. I don't
2: know. Yeah, and then he comes up with and he says stuff like, Fine, you're hungry, you gotta eat my flesh and drink my blood. In other That's words, right. you That's have right. to become you have to participate in my suffering. And it's like, uh I don't,
3: don't well, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's not what I want. You know, I want talk free about, bread. I didn't talk about this too. But after he raises a guy from the dead, everyone watches a guy who who was dead. Mm-hmm. Dead. Not mostly dead, dead. <laughs> yeah. You know? Bravo. He, he walks out and immediately the jewish leaders goes oh this is this is not good yeah because yeah. if rome hears about this we're in trouble so now we need to kill him why would that be a problem with rome well because it would re- uh, they would see that uh this guy's legit well, people Jew- would follow the, him the jewish leaders were sort of seated authority over the area by the Roman, the Romans would look at him and say, oh, dudes, you are not in control now. This guy is out of control, so you got to go. And so they said, we got to kill him. I'm thinking, wait, he just raised the guy from the dead, Mm -hmm. and now you want to kill the guy who raised the guy. Yeah. Right. Because for them, yeah, they just see him as a potential new
2: rebel leader who's going to start the new insurrection, and that's after the triumphal entry. What do they say? They
1: say, look, the whole world's going after after him him, now. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So is this kind of Jesus just like throwing all his chips on the table and being like, this is the last ditch effort for you guys to get what I'm saying.
3: Literally. I I think that's probably closer to, I think that's probably true. Cause I don't know what else could he do Yeah. other than that. Open the door, roll it out. Lazarus come out.
1: Yeah.
3: And
2: and you guys, I don't know if you remember this. I preached about this passage a, a while ago and one of the little interesting tidbits that I remember uh, learning was that there after in that the, their time the way of thinking about a dead body is that for the first three or four days the body's spirit would still kind of hover around the body and they would claim that like warlocks and witches and could bring the body back using dark forces letting the spirit re-enter the body and so there's a potential that that waiting those four days mm-hmm. was intentional so that Jesus yeah. would get even beyond mm. that to say so that you you couldn't yeah. misunderstand there's what no way this here. has to be something uh, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: So who, it, who did this end up being a game changing moment for? I mean, obviously Lazarus.
0: <laughs> well, <it> does, <laughs> yeah.
2: Until he was it murdered said, by it, the religious leader. Yeah. Literally. Is that what happened to him? Legend. Oh. Nobody knows.
0: Well, it says in the next chapter that they, they, they wanted to assassinate to him. Yeah. him. Well, Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: What a bummer. I just got raised from the dead. Now you want to kill <laughs> him? It's like- oh, guys. Nothing
0: puts a target <laughs> on. on your back like being raised, being raised from, from the, the dead. dead. Yeah. Here's the real
2: question. Was he still sick when he rose from the dead? Interesting. Never thought about that. <laughs> okay. The
0: world may never know. Okay. So meet but Lazarus.
3: The He's scripture like- literally answers your question. It says, and many of many. the women who were with Mary believed. Okay. So... Doesn't say anything about the disciples, doesn't say anything about, it just says many of the women who were with Mary. Hmm. That's interesting.
0: It is interesting because if I am to understand this correctly, they were professional mourners. That's from that culture?
3: Some were. Some were and some were friends. Well, the... Professional mourners? mm -hmm. Yeah. They
2: would come and and mourn for you. It was like, (laughs) I don't know, they would wail and it was part of the whole funeral process. It... So when I was in (laughs) Kenya, uh, what a job there was, there was a, a funeral for somebody, um, and at their house immediately, their community came, set up a tent in the front lawn and people just came and went for days, three or four days. Somebody just got on food duty. They began making the food for the family and all that stuff. And so we think of funerals as like, you go to a place, once have service and you're done. You yeah. go yeah. there. It's like, I'm sure the body would have been in the house for the first day. Everybody would have come to the house. It would have been this communal thing. And so perhaps as a part of that to sort of maintain
1: the spirit of mourning. Yeah. You hire people to come
2: and keep that up.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. The professional part is what threw me. Cause I'm like, you don't see that on monster.com. <laughs> <laughs> like the, people are getting paid they to bidding? come. Did they have bidding wars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All Good right. Good questions. Um, okay. So those women had game changing moments and then you asked grace, what yeah. is your game changing moment or have mm-hmm. you had one or yeah. Yeah. So I want to toss that out to y'all. I don't know if we ever talked about it. Like, do you have, is there a moment that you look back on? And it's like, that was a game changing moment with Jesus in your own lives.
3: Well, I, <clears throat> as a child, I made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ when I was 11 years old, but that wasn't my game changer.
1: Do you know what was?
3: I have I have a few moments and it may, I'll be honest with you, one of the game changing moments was until January of 1997 when I was pastor of this church for six years. What yeah. happened then? Well, I was almost almost quit, the closest I came to quitting, mm. doing this job and um, went away, for, did my very first away by myself retreat. And I was on a beach in Florida and I walked up and down the beach and I cried and prayed and cried and prayed and cried and, cried and prayed. Hmm. And it was the, it was the Valley for me that began to walk up the second mountain as David Brooks in his phenomenal article in the New York times yesterday would describe. And that's when I had my game changing moment with hmm. Jesus. And that's where he said, look, um, look, uh, you, can walk away from this if you want. This is fine. I will, I will um, discontinue your calling. That's pretty. Well, you can do something else if you want. Um, but if you want to stay in, uh, I'll renew your calling in twenty-four hour in, in, in increments. And you got to promise me you can live with a low-grade fever of sadness for the rest of your life. It wasn't really a positive and moment. You were like, and I'm, I'm like, in. I, <laughs> <laughs> great oddly enough you needed it's some exact- hot cheetos in that <laughs> moment <laughs> i needed the lime ones yes are the best. but at any rate that was that was a game-changing moment for me in an odd way yeah it was as if because here's here's what what i picked up from him was low-grade fever sadness every day for the rest of your life but it's daylight you walk with me mm. yeah that was my moment among others but that's mm-hmm. my yeah
2: I have I have several moments that you would say are the the kind of keystone moments in my spiritual walk, but there was one particular moment. It was during my senior year of college, after I'd lived in Kenya for a year, where it happened to be about specifically about justice uh, for the for the poor and the marginalized. I felt as if God was asking me to dedicate my life either to that or to essentially to say, yeah, you could do your own thing, but know that that that's where I'm calling you. Mm -hmm. Will you take the step to move that direction? And I was terrified because I knew how much of a different life it would be and how much it would cost me. Uh, but I ultimately, and I was weeping. It was very, very challenging for me, but that was the moment where I realized, no, what else am I going to do with my life? Like I'm going to give every breath I have to Jesus. Mm. So yeah, count me in. I'll do it. And within what would that have been? Within two years, I was, I had started world next door and I was living in a slum in mm. Nairobi. So yeah, it, that was a big turning point for me. Yeah. Yeah. How about you,
1: Tyler? Uh Mine, I was trying to think about this and the thing that I think I've talked about it on the show before, but I was a senior year in college and it was the darkest period of my life where like people I knew and were was close to were dying and passing away. And I was making really bad choices personally. And, uh, I was super depressed and possibly suicidal and, um, just didn't care about religion. Didn't, didn't want, wanted nothing to do with God. Um, and so I was just in a really dark place and, there was one moment I I was hanging out with a friend's mother who basically said, like, grabbed me by the shirt, literally, and said, there's more for you. You're going through a lot. But maybe one day, God, whatever, like, you don't believe in God, but I do. And maybe one day you will be able to use your voice mm. and your experience and your strength for somebody who isn't as strong as you are. That was the moment that I was like, I'm in on that. I'm in. Mm. I'm in for that. Whatever that is, I'm in. And then that's when I started relearning what I thought about Jesus and what I thought about God and all that stuff. And so I've thought a lot about that in the last 24 hours or so. And, uh, I don't think about that moment often, but I think that's inevitably why I got reengaged with grace. When I moved back from college, that's why I work here. You know, that is because what I have things to say. I have things, you know, things to contribute. I really care. I just got done saying I get frustrated when people don't understand. I really care that people understand what Jesus has for them, what God has for them. And so I want to use my self as a way to contribute to that. And so I would say that would be my game changer. Man, what about you?
0: A series, a series of ongoing game changing yeah. moments. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't point to one. I can point to a, a lot of, you know, seeing God come through in miraculous ways for my parents when I was young. Mm. You know, when we were poor and had no money and or even yeah. now, like my dad's um, business business. I might've mentioned it before, but he makes teeth and now there's a machine that can do that, you know? So it's like everything is hitting him at the same time with grandma moving in and mom being terminally ill and business not doing well, but yet just like he provides for the birds of the air, he has been just Mm -hmm. so using whoever to provide from my parents or my mom will, she strengthens my faith by saying, you don't even realize that so-and-so that we knew, you know, casually 20 something years ago, heard about what's going on with us and said, God told me to do this. Here's a check for X amount of dollars. You know, yeah. he is just providing. Mm. And and I have seen the Lord provide for my parents in that way all my life. Yeah. Um, it makes it makes a tithing for me a no brainer just because that's something that my parents instilled in me. You are faithful with a lot. You are faithful with a little and trust me, God is going to bless you. He is going to provide Mm. and I've seen it. Mm. I, I, I can testify to that. Mm. And so some, uh, yeah, a lot of my moments were just what I witnessed as a child. Um, but then as an adult, interestingly enough, um, My friend that was visiting me this weekend, she'd be the first to tell you, like, she's not, she's, she's not a follower of Jesus. Um, But we've been friends since we were 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And so she knows every part of my story. She Mm -hmm. knows me. (laughs) And I got nervous with her in the room of just like, oh man, like she knows everything. And I, I so desperately want her to see how God has rescued me mm. again and again and to see how he has kept me. And I want her to know that she can have that too. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm a living example of God's yeah. grace and God's mm. goodness and uh, a, a story similar to yours, Tyler of just how he would not let me go. Yeah. And that his, uh, the weight of his mercy, mm. you, you used that word, fan. Uh, this, this weekend, Dave, and I have felt that I have felt forgiveness and mercy so heavy. I thought it would crush me the weight of his love and mercy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then you gave my friend a moment to just talk to him herself. So I, What yeah, an incredible weekend. That was cool. Incredible.
1: So last question, what, what does this story or this version of the story? Cause it was new to me. I mean, I, I definitely am familiar with, the Lazarus raising in the dead story, but the way you presented it was, was different and new to me. So what does this version or this, uh, sermon do to your perception of Jesus? Does it change it? Does it, uh, keep it the same? Does it evolve it? Like what are, what, what, what happened to you guys this past weekend?
0: It challenged me. Like I said, asking myself all these questions, who am I to you? Do you believe me when I say that my grace is sufficient for you? Mm -hmm. You know, do you believe me that I'm walking with you challenged me? And of course, you know, my immediate reaction is yes. But then I really have to think about what that yes implies. Yeah. You know, and that, that it shapes the way I approach his throne. When I pray, Mm -hmm. it shapes the way I revere him and I worship him. It shapes the way I move throughout my day to day, it shapes the way I think about my mom and hmm. I think about my aunt, you know? Um, yeah, for me this weekend, yeah, it's like, uh, I felt like I sank deeper in, in terms of just being rooted and grounded and planted firmly.
1: Hmm.
2: I think for me, I've been, I mean, recently carrying some heavy weights with just stuff going on, uh, with work And, and, um, I, my time with Jesus in that, that exercise that dad took us through, I just, I, it was, it was really affirming for me to remember him as the <laughs> master of, of the universe. I mean, he is, he is mm-hmm. the King and to be able to just hear him say the words like, I'm with you. Mm-hmm so keep walking, you know, that, that was, that was what I needed. It was uplifting for me and encouraging for me to remember that the same man who raised Lazarus from the dead, the same man who raised him, who was raised from the dead, like he is with me and he is walking with me and he's guiding me. It's not just, not just me trying to be clever, you know? Mm. So that, that was how I, Mm -hmm. how I uh, responded.
1: Mm.
3: Similar, similarly for me too. It just, his esteem went. Way through the roof for me. Yeah. Um. And it just, if it, it all week long, it affected how I was speaking to him, how I was consulting with him. Um. There were times as I was pre- preparing for this, I was just, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I've disesteemed you, that yeah. I have not. In at the end of the, I think at the end of the service, I prayed, I prayers of repentance for myself and for us. And it just, it was important for me to reestablish, oh yeah, this is who you are. Yeah. That's what it did.
1: Yeah. I'd say the same for me. I, uh, (laughs) I wasn't kidding about the daylight tattoo. Like it was like (laughs) super convicting to be like, oh yeah, I've probably belittled the power or the, the, uh, how, how high I hold Jesus in, in esteem and, I need to, I need to remember the daylight part because I've read that. I've read that a million times and it's just like gobbledygook unless you're really like doing the work of understanding what that would have meant. Yeah. You know, so (sighs) good sermon, good weekend. Mm -hmm. Great, uh, great experience overall, um, throughout the whole kickoff of the sermon series.
2: Barry, where do we go next? Jesus is King. That'll be the next, uh, the next message this weekend. And yeah, yeah, so this S- is a three-week.
3: Is this a three-week? Just three things, weeks, but three with weeks. Good Friday, add Good Friday. Is yeah. Cool. It in.
1: So all right, and then we triumphal injury and then Easter. Easter, all right? Cool, can't wait. Mm. Um, all right, so let's walk in daylight, everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Sounds let's. like
1: a plan. Marin, like will you uh, will you please send us out?
0: I will. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God.
1: And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday.